Welcome to episode 248 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and I am just extremely excited to have a returning guest to the show, Mr. Barry Falk. How are you doing, Barry? I'm glad you're here. Hey, Dave. Good to be back. It's been a long, long time. Thank you so yes. much for having me on. Yes, it's been way too long. But uh, You've been spawning been... other guest hosts, or I should say partners on your podcast since I've last yeah. been on. It's been been some changes, but that's okay. I mean, we got that's that's uh, because we got these two great guys here. Uh, ben Rathick is here. Uh, how you doing, Ben? I'm doing great, Dave. I almost said Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You could say Jeff because Jeff Gammon is here as always. Thanks for being here, Jeff. How are you? Uh, I'm well. It's great to be here. And thanks to Barry. I now have this image in my head of you swimming upstream, <laughs> spawning, and now here we all are. Hi, Dad. That's right. Welcome to um, In Touch with Salmon. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we got a lot of great stuff. I mean, I'm back from vacation. We missed uh, the week before, but I'm glad to be back this week. And, uh, Lots of new stories, and uh, we've uh, got, got uh, WWDC announced, uh, iOS 16.4, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit of travel with uh, Barry, since he is the roving reporter and travel avid traveler, um, so we'll be talking about that, and uh, maybe some other things that might be uh, coming up here in a little bit, uh, but uh, let's go ahead and start with the news for this week. Uh, first, uh, first new story is Apple did announce... WWDC is going to be taking place on June 5th through June 9th. Um, this was announced uh, uh, last week. Uh, so it will be taking place uh, during that time. And just like uh, the past uh, events, it'll be an online event for the most part. But And it is now going to be open to all developers at no cost. Um, so... Uh, they will be doing some lots of online sessions and and so the Swift Student Challenge and uh, they are going to have another event as well. They they offered it to developers, but of course that's been since uh, filled up quickly at Apple Park, so people can watch it live uh, in, live on tape. Um, so uh, this is going to be exciting times. And with you, Barry, being out there in beautiful <laughs> Silicon Valley, uh, are you going to go to WWC? So I, I did uh, apply because they had a, uh, basically a lottery system and now maybe I can take advantage of your pressness and see if I can get a press pass <laughs> from in touch with <laughs> iOS, but I did apply. Unfortunately, I didn't get it, ah. but uh, to your point, I am about 45 minutes away from yeah. where I'm working. So I will probably take the day off and head down there. I know some people are talking about going to the event, regardless if they get tickets or not. So there might be some of these lack of better term, those alt conferences. Yeah. The alt just, uh, yeah. Hang around there. So looking forward to it, just since I'm here, I'm like, what a great opportunity. So I'm, I think that'll be the plan. So I've already got the date planned off. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Jeff, what do you think? You think it's going to be something uh, we're going to be excited for this year? Uh, or is it just the same stuff we have every year? I, I think, okay. It's going to be exciting for us. Right. Because we're going to see if things we've been predicting are are happening or not. For uh, the Muggles, I don't know if it if it'll be exciting. Um, my Jedi instincts are telling me that there's going to be at least one announcement that becomes uh, like evening news topic. Well, that that. Oh yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, they they they're always there's always is that the day of you always hear 
then oh, Apple's got their big event this year. And yeah, and it's going to be exciting. There, there'll be a thing that's beyond just here's here's what's new in iOS and macOS. It, there'll yeah. be something else that yeah. uh, that becomes the the latch for the evening news discussions. Maybe an iMac. Maybe are that going to come soon? Probably sooner than later. Uh, maybe Mac Pro. Who knows? They could potentially use that event to do that. But this would be the time to announce a Mac Pro uh, because it's the the appropriate audience for uh, for making that announcement. Absolutely. Any other you thoughts for you, Ben? No, oh, go ahead, Barry. Um, I mean, uh, I was, Mac Pro. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Barry. No, I was just I was curious from a silicon perspective if you think the M3 is going to be announced or yeah. if it was going to stick to like the M2 Pro or Ultra. I to be perfectly honest, I think it's too soon for the M3 series, yeah, especially with how quick with how soon or how recently the M2 Pro and Max were released. But I mean it would be the perfect time for that uh, Mac Pro, since that would be the official end to the uh, Apple or Intel to Apple uh, Silicon uh, transition, I think he would be also the perfect time for a rumored new product category. Uh, should uh, the rumors be true, of course, if those rumors are going aren't true. Uh, well, Apple's going to hit hit the news because of all the external hype. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. They'll, they'll, okay, we'll use the headset as the example. They will either be in the news. Apple is late to the game getting in on VR headsets. Mm-hmm. Or Apple is falling farther behind in the VR headset space because they didn't release their new product. Yeah. Or... Uh, Apple's charging uh, three thousand dollars for what amounts to a developer kit, and you can't get it right now, even though there's no software. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they did that when the M1 was about to be introduced uh, with that Mac Mini. So, yep. So definitely gonna be interesting. We'll we'll be covering here. There's, we've got at least uh, what two months before that's gonna happen. So lots more things will happen before then. Um. Speaking of more things happening here, uh, Netflix has a cheaper ad-supported plan that's now available on the Apple TV. Uh, This week, uh, uh, Netflix brought an ad-supported plan to the Apple TV, which means subscribers who have the cheaper plan can now watch the content through their set-top boxes from Apple. They weren't able to do that when they introduced this back in November. Uh, So I guess uh, Netflix got smart, and they're seeing how the the basics with ad plan is working out pretty well for them for that $60.99 a month, which is... $3 $3 cheaper than our basic plan uh, with no ads. So uh, what do you think, Jeff? Is this a good thing that Netflix did? I think it was a necessary thing. And um, and so by extension, that means it's a good thing because it, it was an appropriate business move. I think they should have just done it at the beginning when they said, here's, here's the new tiers and they work on everything. Yep. So absolutely. a little late on that one, but okay. They're, they're doing it now. Ben, your thoughts? Um, yeah, this is necessary. It would be something I'd be very interested if T-Mobile wasn't paying for my Netflix for me. Yeah, me too. But I think we've gone to the point where 
we're either at or past the price where consumers will pay for something and to drive uh, further subscriber growth or even retention. I mean, advertisements are the only way to go. Yeah, seems to be. What do you think, Barry? Yeah, I generally agree. I'm not a fan of ad tiers myself personally, but it also makes me have tough choices because I won't subscribe across the board. So I do jump on and off between services when there's a particular show I might be interested in. So I I get this. Uh, You both mentioned the T-Mobile, which um, since I'm old and I now am eligible for the Magenta Max, whatever old people's program, uh, that gives (laughs) me two, two SD streams for free. And you can upgrade to a high def um, tier, which is, uh, I think it's only $7. So it's, it actually, you know, yeah. essentially is the same thing as going the uh, ad route. And I believe Verizon has a, uh, uh, some of their plans have Netflix as well. Um, so, you know, I, I get it. Um, not particularly a fan. And frankly, if it wasn't included with T-Mobile or Verizon, I wouldn't subscribe at this point. There's nothing that's for me personally. <laughs> that I'm interested in, but that, you know, can always change. We, you know, we subscribe to the HD plan and just pay the extra couple, do- a couple bucks uh, and mm-hmm. for what T-Mobile is already giving us. So it's not a bad deal at all. So no. No. We, we, we can't complain whatsoever. So, and then you can see it on like three screens, I think at a time, three or four screens. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, again, they, they have these different tiers, right? And with, with mine, you know, they threw in major league soccer on Apple TV yep, we got uh, plus, that. which was nice. They have MLB uh, for, for, for a year. Um, they also threw in a couple other things. I think well, they Paramount had, uh, plus they had it for a year and, yeah, and so, yeah. Uh, free Apple TV plus. Yeah. yeah. So some, right. some smart shopping. If, if, if you have that, if you're eligible or can switch over to them, I think that's a pretty yep. strong program they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll definitely see where that goes. But uh, speaking so of T-Mobile and M- Oh, I'm totally derailing us. So Barry, I, I decided to look up Magenta Max because I didn't even know about this. Right. And uh, and I bring it up and it's like age 55 plus. And immediately mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. in a new demographic now. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. I probably should explore that, but I do have a family um, plan with, with eight people on them. So yeah, I mean, so I, but I'm not looking benefits. at everything that's in here. And uh, I mean, that's cool. Um, at the same time, now that I'm on um, Mint. Right. And they're owned by T-Mobile, so I don't know how that would work. Well, not or quite yet. They're, oh, they're, okay. It's in yeah. process. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, Mint's still a better deal for, for what I need. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But, not, but now I know about the old people plan. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're old. We're old. Um, speaking of MLB, uh, I, I was uh, we were a little, I was a little concerned that T-Mobile wasn't going to have a partnership with MLB, but they did, and they offered the MLB at bat. Uh, I'm sorry, MLB TV um, uh, access last week, uh, as we record, uh, the just expired on the fourth. Uh, but they have now announced a renewed partnership with Major League Baseball through 2028. So they they'll be subscribers. They'll be getting for at least the next six years for free. So I think. That's exciting, especially a few of us here are baseball fans, and you get to keep at it. Except, I mean, except for what gave yeah. you that impression, Dave? Yeah. Well, all right, I gotta, to go. I gotta leave the show. Bye. <laughs> I was gonna say he's got to go get his socks hat. 
<laughs> so, uh, so that's exciting. I, I think I think this is some good news with T-Mobile. I'm sure Barry, you're happy with this because I, I mean, especially oh, yeah, you can watch absolutely. all you can watch the White Sox from from San Fran and not have to worry. Well, about from it. here, I can actually I can actually watch it. Don't get me started on blackouts because yeah, uh, oh, we've we've had uh, we've had that. Discussion. I have six of them. Yeah, Ben, and I'm yeah, I'm sure Ben, you get really hit hard in Iowa. I know that's a a, a problem there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm, I'm hoping perhaps with the Valley Sports Diamond uh, bankruptcy that maybe yeah. things will start to change. I think yeah. they need to. So. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, you can well, add anything it, you'd it, like. But. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, if, if you're also an MLB at bat uh, watcher, they have something called the big inning. Have you seen that? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a cool, you know, way of wrapping up. You know, they have it. I think it's like three hours in the evening where they have games that are live. They'll cut in when something might score or the ninth inning. Um, similar to the NFL Red Zone, it's actually really exciting to see games across multiple things. And I was able to actually yeah. watch the end of the Sox game the other day. I was in Chicago. I couldn't watch it because it was blacked out, and yet I could see it through there. So that was nice. All right, so here, here's my little take. Um, anything that carriers can do like this that's popular with their customers is smart because it's going to reduce churn. Yep, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I mean, and, and I save money by doing it. I mean, not only just by lowering my rate plan, but then I'm getting all these freebies. So it ends up being a, a win-win in that respect. So Jeff, to your point, 100% agree. Yeah. So exciting yeah, I mean, times. I can't watch the yeah, can't watch the team uh that I like, but uh right before the show I was watching the Braves and Padres game. It's I can get basically all the baseball uh my heart desires as long as I don't actually care about the team. Yeah, it's just crazy. You got what four, <laughs> I am four or six teams that you is, can't watch. That is so yeah. stupid. It is ridiculous. And that's why, you know, there's talk about Apple getting involved with the NFL. I was excited because they were really pushing hard to get rid of those blackout rules. Mm -hmm. They did it for soccer. They did it for Friday night baseball. But obviously at the end of the day, the almighty dollar worked against them and the owners or whomever. Um, That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I said, it's crazy for you, Ben. There's like six teams you can't watch because of. Because yeah. of where you're located. Cubs, Sox, Brewers, Twins, Royals, Cardinals, all blacked out. Crazy. Yet you don't have a professional team in Iowa. It's it's, it's absolutely asinine. Well, I mean, so, we have the I-Cubs, but. Well. Triple <laughs> A. <AAA>. Yeah. <laughs> you got Field of Dreams, so. You got that, but, too. I mean, it's just like, yeah. I can count the, the number of uh, Royals and Twins fans. <laughs> um, I have actually met in Eastern Iowa on one hand. Yeah, there are not too many of those two. <laughs> so, so, all right, let's go ahead and move on to our next story. Uh, going back to Apple here, uh, Pages, Numbers, and Keynote apps were, were updated for the iPad. They now support the Apple Pencil Hover. Uh, uh, they were uh, updated with that, and Apple says the feature makes it easy to navigate, write, sketch, and illustrate with your with greater precision on this on the latest 11 inch or 12.9 inch iPad Pro. Uh, the the latest iPad Pro models can detect the second generation Apple Pencil, and while it hovers uh, 12 millimeters above the display, allowing users to pre- preview the drawing before they actually make it. 
Um, so this is a good thing. I mean, I, I, Apple continues to evolve with all three of the iWork products. And uh, Barry, you being a big iPad user, and uh, I'm sure this is something that you, you probably like. Yeah, I, I, I'm pleased at the level of updates that they've been doing. And to your point, I mean, I'm an iPad first kind of user, so I love the touch interface and for my own use and for general work light stuff, I will absolutely use the iWork suite. Um, I just think it works really well, especially just the quality of the presentations I can create, uh, the charts and graphs and uh, numbers look outstanding. So that is my go-to choice for the, for those tools. I still sometimes have to dip into the Microsoft suite, which to be fair, Microsoft's done a really good job on, in that space too. Yeah. Uh, I use Outlook yeah. all the time. And I'm like, the Outlook client is frankly pretty darn good. I use it for my it's own getting, personal. It's now. got a lot better. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's been exciting. Um, I don't use too much of the hover in certain things, but uh, again, just to see the general improvements, um, I, I found that, you know, sharing and collaboration is, is getting pretty solid on these. And so I'm just hoping they continue down that path. Yeah. Jeff, something that you utilize on iPad? Um, I do not have an iPad that supports hover. Ah, that's right. Uh, getting a Silicon Mac was uh, actually a higher priority. So now that I've done yeah. that, I can start thinking about being irresponsible with my money on, on buying a new iPad. Uh, <laughs> no. Irresponsible yeah. with your money? <laughs> um, no. Is there um, any? I don't think any of us are. <laughs> yeah. Are there any rumors of a larger screen iPad? I know it comes around every now and then, like a 16 inch display or even larger. Uh, nothing lately. I don't no, nothing lately. Um, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised Hover hadn't been in uh, the iWork. I, I'm going to go old school in the iLife suite. iLife apps. suite. <laughs> Life. Yeah, it's going old school. You mean Claire's Works? Yeah, yeah. Or I Apple cannot works. believe that that uh, uh, Claire's mail did not have uh, uh, hover support. Ben, do you have you have a later uh, model iPad or no? Um, my uh, my iPad, my mother actually stole because she broke hers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, like Jeff, I'm rather surprised this didn't already happen right but i mean it's definitely good for ipad users oh for sure and hopefully and, future mac users want to put in a touch screen yeah exactly on a touch screen on my mac yeah that that's a whole nother topic um one thing Apple is going to be doing is they're going to be removing uh, the Keynote app's presentation sharing feature in a future update. Um, Apple plans to remove that feature um, according to a new support document that Apple actually published. The feature allows for a presentation to be played over the internet in Keynote app on the Mac, iPhone, and iPad. Apple recommends using screen sharing to, to share your Keynote presentation in apps such as FaceTime, Zoom, WebEx, with the steps outlined in the document. So I wonder if anybody's going to be very unhappy with this because I used this a fair amount of times when I would do a presentation. That, uh, I'm you'd pissed be able to, off. Yeah, I, exactly. Go ahead. What do you think? Um, okay, so here's the deal. If Apple really wants people to look at the, uh, the uh, Pages Number Keynote Suite as professional tools, then don't fracking take professional features out. 
Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yep. So, something you use, Barry? Yeah, Microsoft would like to say. Yeah, no, I, I, I do not. But generally speaking, I, I am, I tend to, you know, have to convert it either to a PDF or to a PowerPoint, depending on the the work environment yeah. I'm in. Us, us, uh, us, uh, enterprise users. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Ben? I'm sorry, interrupt you. Uh, Apple be getting a nice gift bas- basket from Redmond for this. Oh yeah, yeah. That that I like that. This, That's good. This this is such a bad move for optics. Yeah, the, My guess is that is that uh, not enough people are using the feature, and Apple knows how how their features are being used because they're collecting all kinds of data. So my guess is that they're finding that there's such a small number of people using the feature that they don't feel it's worth the money to maintain it. However, with as much money as Apple makes for the optics, I think it's a necessary feature. Even if like, like 5% of their users take advantage of it. It should still be there because it's it's an important uh, checkbox on uh, on your your professional user feature list. Yep, absolutely. Uh, a couple more stories before we move on to our topics. Uh, Apple Pay Later has launched uh, this uh, this past week or so. Uh, it's the buy now pay later financing with the zero percent interest. That uh, it, it's going to begin rolling out in phases. They say inviting select users to access a pre-release version of it. Um, and it'll be coming in the coming months. Um, so we've talked about this before. Basically it's a financial service that Apple is going to be administering to allow customers in the United States to split purchases up into equal four equal payments across six weeks, no fees or interest. Um, the features will be available uh, anywhere in Apple, Apple pay is accepted online or in the app. Uh, so, uh, it, it's it was it was long, it was actually announced at WWDC 2022, but it's now just beginning to launch. So, uh, giving uh, people some flexible payment options if they don't want to use their Apple Card or any other type of uh, option, and and then they don't ha- have to get a credit pull. So if they decide they want to do this and just split it up in four payments, yeah, you know, that's not a bad deal. What do you think, Barry? Yeah, you see that in other services, right? Other other financial institutions provide the services, so I think it makes sense. You know, and certainly if people are buying the higher ticket items, which is what Apple is selling, you know, such an iPhone or, or a Mac and so forth, and then it spills into other uh, domains uh, that, that you might want to purchase. So I think it makes sense. Uh, you know, it it doesn't bother me that Apple plays in the financial world. I think yeah. at the end of the day, you know, they want to control the whole thing. Why not? Why not? Exactly. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ben? Um, I think it's, well, I definitely trust Apple on this more than I do Square or any of the other other yeah. players. I mean, but, I mean, this is a, another way to get revenue for Apple. Uh, increases the user's buying power. So, um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it's something that is at the Apple store, but uh, I mean, it looks like it's going to be one of those things that you can use anywhere as long as you're using Apple pay. Yeah, true. Any last thoughts, Jeff, before we move on? 
if you want to keep people in your walled garden, and I'm using that in a larger sense in the app store, you want to make it very easy and enticing to not open the gate and leave the garden. This is a tool to help keep people in the in, in the garden. There's cat. <laughs> and cat is trying to get yep, out of the again. metaphorical garden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Sonos has just come out with some new speakers, uh, which look pretty awesome. Um, they are going. They announced this week that they're going to have support for Apple Music spatial audio playback on some of the compatible so- Sonos speakers and soundbars, as well as the newly released Era three three hundred. Um, so, uh, it, it of course we know spatial audio simulates surround sound, makes it seem like it's audio coming from all around you in the three hundred sixty degree. Listening experience and Apple Music offers all kinds of songs for that, and uh, so and uh, also Sonus announced that uh, the Era Era three hundred and Era one hundred speakers will now have AirPlay two support for wireless streaming on audio from audio uh, Apple devices. So uh, it's going to be definitely something interesting, Jeff. Uh, you you the audio man, you are. What do you think? This is something that's going to sound good. Um, considering Sonus's track record. Yeah, this is going to sound good. And this is another opportunity for people to, or for Apple to keep people in that uh, metaphorical garden. Absolutely. And then, um, uh, Barry, was this, you, you use these kind of speakers? Do you have a Sonos? Or? Um, I actually do not. I mean, I've, I've certainly heard a lot about them and, and from everybody that I've talked to, very, very good feedback about it. I've just, you know, to, to Jeff's point of some walled garden, I'm just all in on the home pod, home pod mini world. Yeah. Um, when I moved out here, mm-hmm. um, since I'm basically by myself, I'm like, well, I'll just put a few home pods here and there. And I actually have 10 home pods. <laughs> um, there was some really good sales going on. So, and the I'm like, my logic ones. was, I, I did take some, uh, the small ones. I did take a, a, a four from, from my house. Um, and I bought a six pack and, I do bought love a six a, pack. I bought a six pack. I bought, I bought a, a six, six pack. pack. I'm back. I think we have a there show title. <laughs> uh, Barry, and, this is why I love you. <laughs> and I, we and all I, love and, you. And, oh, thank you. And I and I and I love them. So, um, but yeah, kudos to Sonos for supporting um, this. This I think it's a smart move instead of trying to say no, we're not going to play with Apple. I think that would have been uh, disadvantageous to them. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? Ben bought a six pack. <laughs> He's buying one now hmm. with Apple Pay later. Yeah, I mean, I used to be a big Sonos guy. Um, I would still be a Sonos guy if uh, they had supported Siri instead of going gone all in on their own uh, virtual assistant. But I have to say, for someone in the Sonos ecosystem. This sounds like a major step forward. Yeah. I mean, I've got the Sonos Especially Move. since it not only supports, yeah. yeah, especially since it not only supports the new Era 300, uh, but also the Arc and Beam soundbars. Yep. Dave, which one did you say you had? I have the Sonos Move. Uh, that was a... Is it a portable uh, one or? Yeah. Of course, Chuck always likes to sit when I have it like r- r- handily available right here at my fingertips. So everything's within reach for Dave. It's with, that, there's mm-hmm. the there's the Sonos move. <laughs> oh, sweet. 
Yeah. Nice 20th anniversary gift, gift from work. So Very cool. Uh, so that's amazing sound. And it, it, like you said, with the assistance, it doesn't do Siri, unfortunately, but it does do uh, the A-Lady and uh, the, the, the G-Lady. Um, so, but you have to choose one or the other. You can't do both. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I, I think this is a great, uh, great, uh, move ahead. And I'm sure I, I heard there are already rumors that the move, uh, there might be a move to the new model that'd be coming out. And then I'm sure they'll add that support with that one, but I've had this thing, uh, yeah, what, uh, three years now. So, um, so, but uh, like I said, Sonos makes some good stuff that that's for sure. So, uh, last story here, um, Apple services, except iCloud will stop working on some older software versions. Uh, that's what this just announced a couple of days ago here as we record. Um, all services for uh, except iCloud will stop working on older iOS, Mac OS, watch OS, and TV OS versions starting in early May. Uh, uh, this was uh, information shared uh, out there as a uh, as kind of a rumor, but uh, it's got a proven t- track record. So that means uh, you go iOS 11, and lower and you know we don't i think you know the usual suspects you can see this in the in the show notes but i'm kind of not surprised that the apple is finally starting to put these older versions back into the into the history books here uh because it, it just it's it's very difficult to continue supporting uh these older versions uh, as time goes on here i mean most most software vendors do do, do that and microsoft does it with windows and and others so um what do you think, Barry? I'm not yeah. surprised, right? No, no, and I and I, I also understand from a support perspective, right? Other than perhaps certain types of security fixes, at some point you need to deprecate uh, yeah. support for older systems. And again, to your point earlier, I'm sure Apple sees the volume at each operating system level, and they're like, okay, we're yeah. down below five percent. You know, there's a, a friend I have that is a. Let's just say he borrowed some software a while, but well, many years ago, and he refuses to update his Mac. It's like 11, 12 years old. And of course, it, the thing is, it works great. It's slow, but it still works fine. And he doesn't want to upgrade because he will lose access to, uh, to his some, borrowed software. His borrowed <laughs> software. And so he's like, well, how come I have trouble with iCloud keychain syncing and stuff? I'm like, dude, sorry, I am not going to support you. <laughs> You're way behind and stuff. And then he gets, you know, all indignant. Well, I'm not going to pay, you know, whatever company. And I'm like, well, that's your choice. But then you're also yeah. missing out. So, so yeah, it makes total sense on Apple's part. Any more thoughts, guys, Jeff? I have a hypothesis. I thought you would. Um, okay. So first, Apple had previously said that that older versions are going to lose support for services. What we haven't had is any sort of real time frame until this, uh, whoever it was said it's in May. Right. Um, here's my hypothesis to go along with this. Assuming it is in May, part of the reason Apple is dropping support goes beyond this stuff is old. We're just deprecating the old things. It's because they are changing architecture with these services in such a way that you need to have. Uh, much more modern versions of the operating system on your devices to take advantage of things. Makes, that makes, makes sense. sense. Makes sense. Anything, Ben, I'll, before we move on? Yeah, if your machine is so old, it qualifies for the T-Mobile Magenta Max 55 plan by itself. Okay. It's time to upgrade. There you go. Also, pay for your software. Exactly. Yes. 
Yes. That's my message every time I talk to him and he's like, oh, he goes off about subscription. I'm like, look, I understand. However, welcome to 2023. Does he pay for for his uh, uh, cable? Through internet? Um, I actually suspect he's not. Yeah. Okay. Well, got that it. He's out. on the neighbor's Wi-Fi. <laughs> I, I, I think there's that, and and, and I believe his uh, a family member pays for his cellular service. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, he's a real. Uh, let's just say he's very frugal. That's the way it goes. All right, that was the news for this week. Let's go on, move on to topics. Uh, Beta is going to be out is out for this week, but first I wanted to talk uh, since uh, we were off last week. I wanted to make sure we covered the uh, the release of iOS sixteen point four. That was released on March twenty seventh uh, with uh, not a huge amount of fanfare, but uh, it is uh, it is out. Uh, they've added so many things we've been talking about uh, over the course of the last uh, month or so when this was released. Uh, we got the links in the show notes here to, to go back and through that again. Um, uh, Barry, anything notable to you with 16.4? Uh, before, so, I, of course, you're, you're already on beta. You're already on beta. I know, but I mean, really, you're, you're you don't seem shocked. Um, no. Yeah, I'm the idiot that downloads <laughs> you it well. today. It's released, <laughs> um, but I do like it. When, and it's typically the point one release, but this year it's this the point four when they release the updated emojis. And part of that is is because now there are friends that I have that don't necessarily pay attention to upgrades, but they. For whatever reason, the emoji updates, they're all over. So mm-hmm. then yeah. I can make sure they're at least on the current operating system. We don't have to worry about as many secu- security vulnerabilities. So that one was was a huge plus. I know there's obviously other features, but strangely enough, that's the big one. Hey, okay. If it gets people to upgrade and, ins- and install security patches, start sending them turkey emoji. <laughs> yep. And when all they get are little blocks, <laughs> tell them update and you get to see what I sent you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, notable, the voice isolation was added for the phone calls. I don't know. Have you guys used that at all? I've, uh, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, it's one of those things where I want to try it, but I realized it's 2023. I just don't make that many phone calls. Phone calls. Yeah. 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 Nailed it there, Ben. Yeah. Right on <laughs> for that. So uh, as I said, this panel will not be too excited about that. So, uh, uh, but uh, they do have voiceover support for maps in the weather app and um, duplicate albums and photos expand to support uh, 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 support and detect du- duplicate photos. So there's uh, a number of great features that were added, uh, which was uh, which was a good thing to see. Uh, but uh, before that all happened, then the next day you already got rumors that 16.4.1 is going to be launching with some bug fixes. And Apple is testing that right now. Uh it it has been independently confirmed and that that is being worked on uh, internally, but there's no no it's unclear to when this is going to be released. Uh, usually, dot ones as we know are going to be are pretty much a uh, uh, just a, a bug fix kind of thing. So I don't see us uh, being too overly concerned about. It, other than it probably has some still have some security updates. I would bet. What you guys think? Probably. Yep. Um. So, uh, other other things in there. Uh, TVOS sixteen point four came out, and we, as we always know, TVOS never really has anything huge that's announced. Um, it did app. It did add dimming dim flashing lights as an accessibility option to automatically dim the display of the video when it flashes. That's a huge of, feature. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is a huge feature. The the lighter strobe effects are detected in the in, in the video. 
So I think that that alone, that's a standout uh, new feature that we can really actually finally say that tvOS has something practical. <laughs> um, I would just throw is is an aside because I moved out here. So my situation is I basically have my own apartment uh, near where I'm working, and Apple TV is awesome. I mean, it's it one of those things because I don't watch a ton of TV, but just to have one thing to focus on and just have it manage what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really a positive experience. So that that's been a huge plus. So that I did bring out the 4K with me. And I don't even have a 4K TV, but I don't now, either. I've got 4Ks. <laughs> yeah. No, I 100% agree with you on that. That I've in fact I've got too many of them now all over the house. Uh, but uh they they are they are great. They definitely are. Um so uh also uh Watch OS uh, came out as well with its uh update uh watch os 9.4 uh which did add uh, afib history expansion and changed uh, the mute gesture to prevent accident accidental alarm cancellation what a concept that is so people were actually canceling their alarms inadvertently without uh without being aware of it and then yep. they end up oversleeping when they are using their alarm uh, on their apple watch um so uh but Apple Watch continues to evolve and then continues to do cooler things. And I think we got a lot more cool things to look forward to uh, on the, on the watch as well. Um, and with that, the, the let's move into beta. Uh, uh, oh, a couple things. Oh, I'm sorry. A couple things I did miss here. Uh, Apple has made, uh, uh, made available the new home architecture update. Once again, one sixteen dot four came out. I don't know if you've tried that yet, Jeff, because I know we've nope. talked about that. Now. Nope. Stay nope. away. Not going near that. Nope. <laughs> Stay away. Nope. Stay away. Stay away. So uh, we'll let them beta test it themselves. We'll see what happens in 16.5, right? Yeah, I beta test enough stuff uh, for Apple without being an official beta tester. They're on their own with this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. Uh, so... Be aware of that, uh, and um, and then and Apple did expand the, the emergency SOS uh, via satellite to six more countries. Uh, so you have it uh, in Austria, uh, Belgium. Uh, uh, Patrice is going to be happy about that, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Italy and Luxembourg and the Netherlands and Portugal. So uh, they are they're expanding upon that too. So Apple's pretty serious about that uh, emergency SOS. So it's good to see. Um, so as it should be. Absolutely. So speaking of moving on to beta, uh, iOS 16.5, iPad OS 16.5 was seeded uh, this week and the public beta came out just shortly thereafter. Uh, and uh, notably, uh, they're ha- they're, they are still learning to what was released in this uh, update, but our resident beta tester, Barry, can tell us what he's experiencing so far with uh, all the, some new stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I the way it is, it's I just see the little badge appear and I download it and install it, and <laughs> it's not the wisest thing I know, but it is it is who I am. Yes, but uh, you know, I did know there was a couple features that I saw, like the sports tab, sports uh, tab coming yeah, out. That's a- um, and you know, I, mean, I am a sports fan, so that one is a kind of a nice feature for me. And the Siri screen recording, mm-hmm. uh, also oh, yeah. that is handy because I that's don't very do it a handy. lot. But I do find it's like, oh yeah, I got to go control center. I got yeah, you got to go all these steps. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, it's it's a quality of life improvement. So I I thought that was great. So we'll we'll see what else comes out. I 
assume this is the last one before dub dub dc you would you think. think you would think mm-hmm. um so but uh good to see i i, I like that the screen recording i want to try that uh let's see how it goes on my beta device of course <laughs> um you're smarter than i am sir um <laughs> so uh so yeah other than that like i said there really isn't much as far as any updates as of yet so with the 16.5 i don't foresee it being too much like you said this is probably going to be the last update before uh dub dub so uh we'll see where that where that goes um and then while we were on vacation uh, apple did an uh, uh, did release uh the apple music classical it's now available uh on the on the app store and uh for those of you who like classical music this is a, a is a pretty pretty cool app i started looking at it while i was on vacation and, and installed it and uh uh, it it does have a lot of good uh, good features. The design is very similar to Apple Music. Um, it's got obviously de- dedication to all classical titles. It has a listen now section where it offers up new releases. So it's basically Apple Music app, but with classical music. So I don't know if have any of you guys explored that app yet to see what it does. Or I, I'm a big time classical music fan. Oh, good. so I've been champing at the bit for this, and it's out. And my first thought was, what the hell, Apple? What were you thinking? <laughs> because it's iPhone only. Yeah, so if I want to actually take advantage of why I like classical music on Apple Music, which is high-res music files, to get the quality that I want, I have to use an external DAC with my iPhone. So that that basically means I'm going to sit at my desk where I have these beautiful Audio Engine A5s, my Shitmodi 3 DAC, and uh, and just an amazing audio setup. And I can't use it for the thing that I really want to use it for. So um, um, I, I'm glad we have it, and I'm incredibly frustrated because it's, be. it's an iPhone-only thing right now. They're going to be coming up with an iPad version soon. Very, very How about least. a Mac version? A Mac, and a Mac yeah. version as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I can't imagine why not. Do, do you have a thought, Ben? Um, I, I'm with Jeff. The no iPad and Mac versions make no sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm a metal guy, so when I listen to classical, it's mostly as a way to keep my mind on tasks rather than listen than rocking out to sticks mm-hmm. but um it, it just kind of screams of one of those things where they know it's not quite ready uh but for brownie points they want to get it out the door well they're yeah. way late on when they were when they were planning on getting it out exactly so they, they bought that company like two what two years ago and they yeah, said it would be it, out by 2022 so yeah. yeah, and and here we are uh, in the first calendar quarter of 2023, and it's finally happening. And yeah, uh, yeah. Ben, I think you're right. I th- I think it's out not because it's ready, but because Apple felt they couldn't wait any longer. So yeah, they they gave us the less damaging uh, option for this, which is limiting it just to the iPhone for right now, and. Uh, yeah, because someone like me with this on my Mac, if there's a problem with it, man, I will know fast. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they get to say, hey, we got it out before WWDC. Mm-hmm. This, this is true. about all they can say. 
Yep. I'll be excited when when they say, hey, the uh the the Mac version is rolling out. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Um moving on here, uh so glad Barry is here to talk to us uh, this week. And uh he is such the avid traveler and he's gonna he travels around the world and uh I thought it'd be great to, to to see if he would give us some of his insights of some of the Apple tech that he uses, what he brings with him, what he thinks is great, what's not so great, and uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts about uh, all, all the travel gear that you uh, that you use while you're traveling. Well, thanks, Dave. Yeah, it's I mean I'm fortunate that for work I do get the opportunity to travel both domestically and internationally, and as some of you may have picked up, I literally moved for my job from Chicago to San Francisco. So I took it to an extreme uh, opportunity was fantastic, but it really showed where tech is such an integral part of, you know, my life, but also just when you do things like moving, cause you have to think, think about what do I want to bring to my new apartment? Cause I still have my place in Chicago. That's a longer term, you know, discussion of what the, the, the long-term plan is. So I had to be, thoughtful. I'm like, well, what do I need for the apartment? And there's, you know, the basics of, you know, obviously the iPad and um, uh, the Mac and uh, I did buy a studio display out here. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but to your point of travel, it's like, now I have to think about what I need here, but also from here, I don't have access to, you know, my old man cave full of cables and chargers and things. Right. So I had to be very careful about what do I need is, you know, there's these last minute business trips. I'm going to need chargers. I'm going to need, uh, you know, devices that, you know, I can quickly throw in my backpack or travel bag. So I focused on a couple of them and uh, these are in the show notes, but I'll talk about what they are is that the first one was an anchor. Um, basically it's a travel charger. And what's neat about it is it's gallium nitride. Do I have that right? Gallium nitride. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's a, it's a quick charger, it's light, charges uh, quickly, and it's got uh, three, uh, sorry, two, no, it's got three power ports. So it's handy if I'm in a hotel, right? I can plug it in and I can charge uh, or, or plug in other devices. Sometimes you need to literally plug in the lamp at the hotel because there's no other charge uh, port available. And it's got uh, power um you know, for USB-C, it's got two USB-C and one USB-A. Um, but what I like about it, it has almost like a rubber band effect of the cord itself. It's like a three-foot cord, but it wraps within itself and it has a cover. So it's really convenient. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, it's yeah. well-designed. And Anchor, I feel, is a very reputable company. They're ex-Google engineers. And, you know, you're you're pushing through a lot of power on a device. You want to make sure you're safe. And, and all that. So that's, that's neat. Um, and that's reasonable. It's like $60, but, um, right now on Amazon, there's a 20% discount. Um, so I do have, uh, I do have that and it literally stays in my backpack at all times because yeah. it's small enough uh, to do that. So for that, it was like, I plugged in, I've got a, a long USB-C cord from my iPad and then I have a USB-C to lightning cable in there as well. And what that goes into is the, um, MagSafe Duo Charger from Apple. Now, there's lots of different versions of this. Of course, they're supposed to come out with the power pad. What was the thing that they announced? And they didn't come out with Air, Air power. power. Yeah, but they did come out with this, which is basically a MagSafe charger for your phone or AirPods on one half, 
and then the watch on the other half and it folds into itself. So it's really small. And I just plugged that cord into the lightning port of the um, charger, which is odd that it's lightning, but whatever. Um, and that way also, if I just need to plug in my iPhone for a quick charge, that works as well. Um, so those are that, that again, that's what stays with me. It's uh, really convenient. Um, so, and there's different variations of them, but again, two reputable companies. So I'm feeling, feeling very comfortable that it's a, you know, it's a, it's a good travel kit that's safe. Um, the other mm-hmm. thing I do is I look at one other piece of this, which is very much related to the travel aspect, which is an app and it's called flighty and it's not new. It's been around for a while, but they've, they're constantly doing iterations of it. And at the end of the day, it's primarily a flight tracker and it alerts you to delays or, you know, here's your gate information. And you can think there are a lot of apps that do that, but this one is tied in somehow into like the FAA database, because I get alerts from them before American or United or whomever I'm flying. Mm. And I'm like, well, this is great. And there are nerds that are behind this. So they're Mm -hmm. tracking the tail number of the plane that I'm going to be flying out on. And it'll tell me where it's flying now the day before. So I see the flight is going from Seattle to Los Angeles and Los Angeles to Phoenix, and then to San Francisco. And I can tell from that, oh, it's delayed 20 minutes. And I can see it's going to be delayed 20 minutes coming into San Francisco. So I have to run to the gate or whatever. And it's amazingly accurate. It also tells me things like when I'm in flight, they have an offline mode. So it'll estimate about where you're at. So you can gauge about about an hour and a half from Chicago. But when you land, it has all these transponders. So it shows you a map of O'Hare, for example, and it will show you all the flights around you. And I'm not exaggerating. So one time I was flying to Chicago from San Francisco. My daughter was flying from Denver to Chicago and she was delayed. I'm giving her the updates. And then I see she's finally her flight to Denver took off. Like here, your flight's going to be there in an hour and a half. You're fine. She's all upset. Cause she's like, Oh, I'm going to be delayed by two hours. I'm like, Hey, guess what? You and I are going to land at about the same time. So as we're flying to Chicago, you saw the flights started to converge towards the Chicago metropolitan area. And if you've flown into O'Hare, there's a turn that they do that flies over Lake Michigan. And then you land at O'Hare. And I'm like, wow, her flight is literally right behind mine. And, you know, we're both on Wi-Fi because we're geeks. And I'm like, hey, Ren, you're literally in the flight behind me. So I landed and I saw her land. And then again, with these transponders, you can see exactly where you are at an airport. And you ever sit at an airport and you're like, you're just not moving. And you're wondering what the heck's going on. The, The pilot's not saying anything. And you're just, what's going on? And you can see it. Today, this morning, mm-hmm. I landed at San Francisco. There's there's two sets of runways that crisscross, and I saw flights landing, and that's why we're sitting there for 10 minutes, and I'd see these flights coming in, and all of a sudden, there's a gap. It's just nice to kind of know a little bit more about what's happening, especially if you are connecting to a flight and you get a little nervous if your connection is short. So I can't speak highly enough of Flighty. Um, it's a free app to use, but of course, they have all sorts of in-app purchases, when they were new, they had a uh, one-time, like lifetime subscriber. I don't know if they still have that, which yeah, turned out to be one of the best purchases I've ever made. Because I'm like, I use this all the time. And again, they have a friend's flight feature, so 
know, Dave, if you're ever flying to Vegas for your next vacation, you know, let me know. I'll track the flight for you and text you your updates. <laughs> I think I've, awesome. I've played with the free version, but the, the, the free version is pretty limited, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think you get all the details like I have on there, but it's 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 really something. And you can import it uh, trips if you use something like uh, TripIt or other services. Mm-hmm. It can import directly, so you don't have to even manually put in the flight info, which is which is and, handy when you're spending as much time in the air as I'm, I do for good or bad. Yeah, they do have like life, a real, a really lifetime cool app. Yeah, lifetime two forty nine. Yep. Um, yeah, um, if, if you find yourself being a frequent traveler, it's worth it. Yeah, uh, Barry, I ended up going with Flight Update Pro, mm-hmm. um, even though every feature in that that's in Flighty is absolutely awesome. And the reason I went with Flight Update Pro is because at the time, um, I you know I was doing like a lot of traveling, and uh, and I knew that events were what were coming up like six months in advance. And I'm buying tickets for flight six months in advance. And Flight Update Pro was the only app that you could actually log in your flights that early. Nice. And uh, yeah. So um, Flight Update Pro, I don't know what it costs. I don't know if you can do like a one-time purchase. I'm d- I'm doing whatever the subscription is. Sure. And uh, and. Now, since the well, since the pandemic started, my travel almost died off completely. So, flighty wasn't necessary for me. Um, sure, but if I were to start traveling a lot again, oh yeah, flighty would be on my phone. I, yeah, that, I think yeah, that's absolutely. an excellent pick. And I put that. I put that in the show notes. It's uh, two ninety nine, and then you have uh, packs you can buy. Looks like in an app purchases of how many flight alerts you want uh, too. So competition is a good thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait. So how much am I paying for Flight Update Pro? Two ninety nine is is the initial cost of it. The app itself. Oh, so then, I paid uh, for it, and now I'm I'm paying. But monthly or annually for it, extra it, stuff. It, I guess you buy packs. It says it's got a. There's a bunch of prices listed here, uh, like like twenty alerts for one ninety nine, fifty alerts for four ninety nine, and oh, so on. Okay, well, so, what, what, whatever I I paid for it or am paying for it. I don't know. Maybe it's not a subscription. I have no idea. Yeah, it's been worth it. Like like Barry said, good 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 to have competition with these apps because. Uh, oh yeah. Same thing with with weather. We, we've talked about weather lots of times and getting a competition for that. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, uh, that's great. And uh, and uh, you said the sports alerts you like. You're liking that now. Yeah. So I just, just you know it's not definitely travel related per se. But what I liked, uh, they got some buzz when the Dynamic Island came out for the the Pro Series phones. Right. And I was playing around like Apple had some of it. Like if you followed a game, it would show up on your phone, but I was struggling with like which sports and which teams. And I'm like, so sports alert came out and I think it might be free, but then there's like a four 99, like option to, to get some of these features. And it's really nice because it shows you in the dynamic Island, the score of whatever game you're following. So, uh, you know, for me, obviously it's the Chicago white Sox. But then they also do the, you know, the, the, the updates on the screen uh, and it's just super easy and they support a lot of different sports. Like they had all the different NCAA brackets you could follow. Not that I know anything about college football, uh, basketball, but it was, you know, it was 
it was fun. And I think they've done a really good job with that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, no, thanks for uh, sharing uh, all of your, uh, your, your travel tips. Cause uh, we're all wondering, I mean, like I, I just traveled last week and, you know, just, just it had been a, quite a while since I had been on, on the road, uh, on a flight and, uh, out of my home here, uh, and without knowing what what technology I have to bring, bring or of course have to pack for the family as well because they never sure never think so. I, Here's your technology no. pack, honey. Yes, <laughs> yep. you got you to make sure everybody has chargers when you land. Uh, they don't think about it. It's all you. Nope. Yep. yep. So we took care of that. So uh, before we go, go ahead and wrap up this week. But I went. We would need to talk about Mac stock. Um, Mac stock is coming soon. It's, it's, it's going to be in July, July 22nd and 23rd, uh, and tickets are now available and, uh, the speaker list is filling up. Uh, we have both myself and Jeff Gamut going to be speaking this year, which I'm, I'm super excited to finally see Jeff in person for like forever. And it's been I think it's, way, way too long, way too long. And, uh, yeah, I think the last time you spoke was uh, 2017. I think it was, uh, from what that the, sounds Mike, I think Mike Potter said that, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's right. 2017. Well, Mike would know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He I does. should know, but Mike <laughs> definitely knows. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, come uh, go go to MacStock, uh, conference and expo.com. Links in the show notes. To please check that out. Uh, sign up. Uh, join us. It's going to be an um, amazing two-day event. Uh, I'm even going to try to twist Ben's arm a little bit to hopefully he can make it. Because we, be we have not met either. Much twisting. Yeah. So we got we got to get you to come out and uh, have some fun. So I think both Jeff and I are working on our presentations uh, as we speak, and it's a little bit of a work of progress. We got we got our topics in place, so uh, uh, we're gonna tease that a little bit. So we won't we won't we won't you'll hear about it uh, probably in the future podcast episodes. Uh, so come check that out. But Barry Hapolk is here, and he has I'm so excited. He has brought back the Midwest Mac Barbecue. Yes, event. the, re- re- the return. It was like, and I, I always, I always treasure that day that I met that you and I met for the very first time. Yeah, it was the first time you and I oh, lived wow. like five minutes apart from each other. We, yeah, never we found knew. out we lived like five or 10 minutes away from each other. So, um, so that was like, uh, the best event ever for, for, for a new guy learned, meeting people for the first time. And now look at me now, it's been what, seven years <laughs> since that happened, uh, yeah. seven or eight years. And uh, we, we got, we got quite an apple of community and family that, that, that is always a, a great time here with that's why it's so worth coming to not only the Mac stock, but the, the barbecue. So tell, tell everybody about uh, what you're going to be doing this time. Sure. So, I mean, you know, there is a bit of a backstory to it, right? Mike, Mike Potter and I have talked about doing a conference in, in, way back in the past when right. even Macworld was still around. And I just felt that, you know, you have that event where you have 30,000 people coming to California, Apple's there, it's it's hard to do another event of a smaller scale locally, um, but obviously with Macworld going on hiatus and having a vacuum, it was like maybe the time has come to do something. And I really missed the people aspect because I would see mm-hmm. uh, uh, several of you out there and it was an event to look forward to every year. So at some point I got a crazy idea that, well, why don't I just throw a barbecue in my backyard? And if you know me or you know someone that knows me, come on over. And it started yeah. with literally, I, I told my wife, 
Eh, probably about six or ten people show up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Oh, little did you know. <laughs> Your little wife is a saint. She is. She a is because she did not know anybody, literally anybody that showed up to the event. She had heard mm-hmm. names. Um, and everybody that showed up, and I think the total number was around 125. <laughs> it was crazy because you have all these people in our house, in the backyard. And they were amazing. I mean, this is what I love about the Apple community. Everybody was nice. We had three different podcasts going at some point. We had a tent in the backyard and people were cleaning up after themselves. I mean, it was definitely a, uh, perhaps a divorce inducing event. Uh, And (laughs) at the end of it, you know, it's probably about two in the morning and the last people had just left. And she looked at me, she dead serious. She's like, I would absolutely do this again. And I'm like, okay. Thank the Lord. Honey, Uh, honey, think about what you're saying. Do you really want to say that? (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, that's one of the reasons we started talking about it, because she did miss it. And she got to meet a lot of you. And and what a wonderful community, because she's not the geeks we are, but she appreciates what this community is. So, you know, kind of on and off for a while. And obviously with COVID and and other factors, we, we didn't do anything. And then now me moving out, I'm like, well, this I don't know how we're going to do this, but again, you know, in thinking about, you know, the three of you and the community and talking to people like Allison and and Dave Hamilton and others, they're like, we're in, if you do this, we'll be there. And that's really all it takes. Right. And, you know, we've just started to put the word out last, basically last week on Mike's uh, live stream. And I can tell you the numbers are already, you know, again, without, Anybody like replying officially, it was already in the 20s, which I know will just keep going up. So there is a link uh, in the show notes. You can go to my website, which is barryfalk.com, um, or you go to Max Doc's website. And there's a simple form that just emails me with, who are you? How do you know me? How many people are attending? Just so I can gauge, because I'll do the barbecue. We'll have different food and drinks. So if you don't like barbecue, you're a vegetarian or vegan, we'll take care of you. And last time I did, well, I've been doing these events. You know, we did them on site at some of the Mac stocks. Uh, this is back in the bar in the backyard. But, you know, we have craft beer, we have soft drinks, water, whatever. But in the last few years between COVID and travel and the fact that I'm in California, I've become quite a wine guy. So if you're watching live stream, you've seen my glass show up a few <laughs> times. Um and I thought it'd be fun to like maybe make it a little bit of a wine event, you know, do a tasting or two over the evening and yeah. and talk about what I've learned about wines because I do enjoy it. It's a passion of mine. And I just think it'd be great. So definitely hope to see anybody who's listening or watching the the stream, please, you know, reach out. If you can make it to Max Doc, it's worth it on its own. Yeah, totally if is. you can get there two days earlier. So most people fly in Friday. I'm going to do it on a Thursday because in the past you'd be really tight trying to do an event Friday night. And then people have to drive an hour out to uh, Woodstock where Mac stock is held. So we're like, well, we'll do Thursday. I thought maybe it'll also keep the numbers a little bit down. I'll probably be wrong. Yeah, you're, but, I'm sure you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I am super excited to do this again. Me and too. I cannot wait to see everybody. So um, reach out if you have any questions, you know, and, and uh, I've already talked to, a bunch of people have attended in the past and and they're already like, yeah, we're, we're definitely in. So uh, let me know. I, and might, I live I close to O'Hare. Yeah. I, I, well, 
<laughs> All right, put sorry, Dave. I put you down as a yes. I know. Um, I know. But yeah, Did you I, put I live me close down to O'Hare. Solid maybe. I put you down as well. We'll see what Jeff's up to. <laughs> <laughs> I I am so looking forward to seeing yes. you and well and your whole family there. Well, it's thank been you. Way yeah. too long, Barry. Absolutely. So me too. Very me too. excited. But thank you, uh, Dave, for having me on and, and able to talk about it. I really, really appreciate it. No, no. And, and just ha- happy to have you on because you always give uh, some great uh, insights and in, in Apple. I mean, and, and just, just a small version reason why you came on, but uh, so glad to, glad you were able to make it here. So, but yeah, come out to Mac stock and all the links are in the show notes. So I'll, I'll make sure the link to the, to the actual form is from the Mac stock website. That's probably the best way to go to register. Uh, but yeah. uh, come and, on, and yeah, I've Thursday. Seen, you know, I've seen both of you speak. Uh, you know, you guys do such a fantastic job. I mean, it's worth it to oh, see thanks. you. Just uh, no, thanks. Appreciate that. So, yep, yeah, we. It's all every year. We always have that uh, that challenge of what's my topic going to be. I finally narrowed down my topic, so I'm happy now. Um, this year, so. it was not a problem for me at all. No, you. Yeah, I figured. Like I knew what my topic was going to be yeah. before. I even knew if uh, if I was going to be able to be a part of, of Max Stock. Yeah, don't forget I've done it six six times prior. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be duplicating my my uh, duplicating what I've done in the past here. I want to come up with something a little different. So, but uh, come check it out. With, uh, all the links there, and uh, and uh, thank you guys for uh, for being here this week. This was great, and uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up for this week. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our feed to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. You also could follow us on Mastodon at InTouchWithIOS. You can find us there. And uh, as well as support the show by buying me a coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We'd really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by uh, going to Patreon.com slash InTouchWithIOS. We have two tiers available to support the show. We'd really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe when you, and so you're notified when we are live streaming, which usually is at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. We did an hour later this week just to accommodate our good friend Barry. Uh, that's on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. Thanks to all the folks that were in the chat room. Uh, Paul, thanks for being there this week and, and, and many others that were, that were uh, watching the show. So we are, we are there, and you can watch past shows, and you can listen to past shows. Uh, visit In Touch with iOS uh, magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The, the link is in our show notes. Uh, you can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Podcasts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. Barry Falk, again, thank you so much. I'm so thrilled you were here this week. And uh, please let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, generally speaking, uh, Instagram's a good place to hang out. Falk, B-F-U-L-K-B. I do have a Mastodon account that I do check regularly. And that's also Falk, B, at friendsofdesoto.social. So if you know the Star Trek reference, which kudos to Ben, you absolutely nailed that one. Great job. And uh, Ben Rethick, always great to have you here on the show. And uh, where can people find you? Well, Dave, you can find me at social media at Ben Rethick. I'm pretty easy to find because I'm the only Ben Rethick on the planet. <laughs> uh, you can also find me on my website, Rethick.tech. Uh, 
Yes, that has been updated since the last say, time I've been on. new. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Patrice finally... Uh, Patrice, Patrice and Jeff finally got me into buying the, the domain. Good. Um, you can find me uh, Thursdays and Fridays on the British Tech Network and most Tuesdays on Mac Voices with Chuck Joyner. Thanks so much, Ben. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Jeff Gamut, thank you as always for being here. It's always a thrill. Where can people find you? It's always a blast to get to hang out with, with you. Well, with all of you. I just love this. Um, okay. So on socials, I am Jay Gamut. Where I'm most active right now would be Mastodon and Instagram. And uh, and then actually, um, so DeSoto, um, I'm assuming Pegasus reference? It's nope. Uh, he's the nope. Ben, I'll give you the honors. USS Hood NCC four two something. Oh something, right, something. right. Okay, yeah, I had the, I had the class. wrong ship that Riker was on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Got it now. Thank, thank yeah, you. Um, yeah. On that. Yeah. Four two two nine six. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah, he was he was famous for saying something about uh, you galaxy guys get all the good missions. <laughs> Why we Excelsior guys just run around stuff? In yes. Federation space. But, but Riker served under DeSoto, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That that's why I had it mixed up. So yeah. I just ha- I had the wrong captain on the wrong ship, but the right Riker. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyhow, so um, shows you can find me on. Uh, apparently, you can find me on Dave's uh, In Touch with Star Trek uh, recording right now. <laughs> you right now. <laughs> Read my um, mind. <laughs> yep. Okay. So uh, most Tuesdays, Mac Voices Live, Chuck Joyner show that uh, Dave is uh, is basically always on. And Ben, at this point, you're basically always on too. Yep. And uh, then on Thursdays early in the day, uh, um, the the big show on British Tech Network, then Dave keeps letting me back on Thursday nights on In Touch With iOS. Thank you for that. Then Fridays, uh, the Mac show, and then um, and then the context machine. Grant Chaffin and I are recording together again, too. It's always a great show, too. And yes, I'm on the Mac show as well. We uh, have just an uh, absolute blast on the British Dot Network. So um, thank you all for being here. I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the show. We enjoyed doing it. Uh, and I really appreciate you listening. And we'll talk again soon.